Recorded live. Hi, everyone. This is Aquila. Today is Wednesday. Um, hope everybody having a great day so far. Um, we didn't talk about any topic. I didn't pick nothing specifically, but... Uh, Anyways, you can ask me any question you wish. That'll be fine. If I go to public, I'll answer. But um, you can ask still. Anyways, um, I hope uh, we are all able to govern ourselves as well as I hope to govern mine. So let's get to it. And I want to welcome everybody on the show. Uh, Wolfram, yes, four, six, seven, and Cheyenne, and one face. So, so how are you doing today, Wolfram and Cheyenne? Are you here, Cheyenne? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm all right. Just been busy, a little tired, but, um, uh, I'm okay. Good. <laughs> well, um, just making the deck. Hopefully, in a couple, but we've been having a lot of rain, so that sort of hindered me from working sometimes. But today I got a lot of work done, so I'm happy about that. So hopefully before this week is out, the deck will be finished. So. Anyway, so what you been doing? What you up to, Cheyenne? Oh, not so much. Okay. Okay. Well, I haven't done any cases with anyone. Um, I've had a few calls with someone called me to talk about their case. But um, as I said, I'm not doing any cases, nor any for myself at the moment. But I'm still um, listening to some call stuff um, to keep me um, knowing what's going on, but shall we say. <laughs> and that's been working, working very well. Uh, learning a couple of new things. So I'll share that soon enough. Um, so that's a lot what's going on with me. There's a lot of work going on. How about that? So you cook anything special for today, or you will, Cheyenne? Oh, I made a good um, ham and potato and green bean casserole yesterday. So a ham and green bean casserole, right? 
Ham, potato, and green bean casserole, yes. Potatoes. Oh, oh, I never heard of that. How do you make that? Put it in all one pot. No, actually, I end up throwing my potatoes first, got them done, and then uh, a little bit fried the ham, and then got the juices from that, put it in one pan. And then, of course, the green beans and um, salt, pepper, uh, fresh herbs, and there you go. Cook it for like an hour. That sounds interesting. One meal and all at the same time. No, that you can. Depends on how much you make. You can end up end up freezing a good bit of it. Okay. If you choose to do that. Tonight I made hamburger steak, mashed potatoes, and corn on the cob with garlic bread. And again, I sprinkled all kinds of fresh herbs. I'm telling you, the fresh herbs does the trick. Okay. Oh, my goodness. My potato plants, they are growing. All my stuff is growing. But the potatoes, they are just, I'm constantly going out there and mounting them. All right. Which is awesome. Yeah. What about these ducks? How do they make anything? I'm going to make that um, German German chocolate cake. Oh, okay. Have you ever made one before? Yes, years ago. Oh, okay. And that one, I'm going to make everything fresh, fresh, um, down to... Um, the icing, fresh coconut. Mhm. I might add some poppy seeds. I might. Poppy seeds to the German cake. Yes. Well, may I ask why? I mean, never heard of that before. Give it a bite. Oh. This is do something different. I was thinking about making a German chocolate cake, but using white chocolate. You're, you're muffled. I was thinking about making a choc- German chocolate cake, but uh, using white chocolate instead of the dark chocolate. Oh, either one would work. I don't. I'm not putting any chocolate on mine. Chocolate. Uh, Well, as far as the icing, I'm just using um, coconut flakes and, um, oh, shoot, it was just right there. Darn it. The flakes and, um, oh, darn it, it's right there. 
uh, pecan, pecan, pecan nuts. I'm going to add. No, it's a mixture you got to make. Um, carnation milk. It's it's a whole another call. <laughs> Actually, I have to go back and look at my recipe to find out as far as the icing. Okay. <laughs> well, I think I'm going to do some baking soon. Hello, where's the wisdom? I need some wisdom. What type of wisdom would you like? There you go. Anyways, keep it moving. I ain't supposed to say really. <laughs> I'll be nice. Well, that's good. I hope you have a wonderful meal, uh, Cheyenne. You get all that meat, okay? Yeah, I'll let you walk. I don't know if you all know how it turns out. I bought some blueberries the other week, well, last the end of last week, and I got a few more left, so I'm going to make a blueberry jam. If not, yeah, I'll make the blueberry jam. So I'm gonna. Why are you keep I'm dying. <laughs> I'm craving for that chocolate um, German cake. Oh, okay. Heck, I might even just throw in blueberries on that one. Mm. Now, I'll make a jam. I'll make a jam. Okay. So I hear Mary Kay's on the call. Because he can't even he can't even uh, answer because he's probably joyriding in that pink Cadillac. <laughs> pink Cadillac. Oh, right. <laughs> wow. Actually, today I saw a black cow. Like, it must be, I don't know what year it is. Um, it has the white wall tires. you remember that, Diane? The white wall siding. White wall tires, but they paint the tires right. like a big 
Right, you can reverse that, but go ahead. No, 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 I saw that today. It's a black cow. Like, I'm I'm not sure what year it is. Hopefully, I thought that was unique. No, the tires come with the white wall. You can reverse it. Oh, okay. Anyways, um, yep. Did it rain here, um, Cheyenne? Just curious to know where you at. I'm sorry, what? Did it rain today? No. Oh, we got very little, but it didn't stay around. So I was able to work today. I was glad to get work done. That's good. Yep. And it was sunny here. It was sunny? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, not so much sunny here today, but at least it didn't rain so much, so that I'm happy about. Welcome to the show, Mike Miller in Illinois and Kay Rodney. The one thing. <laughs> well, well, well. Giant, you know how to make biscuits? Oh, I, I mean, love biscuits. Homemade biscuits, that is. Yes. Okay. Like I said, I grew up in the country. Everything was homemade. Down with butter. What the hell is this nonsense? I need wisdom. What would you like to know? You never answered. What's this call about? Pork. Um, I said we can talk about any topic. I didn't have one specific one in mind. Oh, um, yeah, there's a lot of fruitcake talk on here tonight. No doubt about it. Fruitcake. <laughs> okay, I was going to say something behind that. I'll let that ride. <laughs> oh. i got to check something out. Somebody Skype me home. Mm. Hi, Mike. Are you here? Hello, 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 Mike. Mike? What's up? 
Hi, Mike. Hey, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm all right. Good. I gave um, your email address to someone that wanted to talk to you from the UK. I hope you got it. I don't usually check my emails. What is it about? It's a private email. It was um, from Mel, and I would go back at least two weeks ago. All right. Yeah. If it's yeah, if it's to Mo, that's fine. Right. I won't send you bullshit. So at yeah, least I... two weeks, two weeks ago. If not three, it could be three. Who knows? But he was reaching out, Mike, and I gave him uh, your email. Yeah, that's okay. I, I I like Mo. He's fine. Just right. if it was somebody I didn't know wanting help with something stupid, then then it'll work. No, I wouldn't do that, Mike. Cool. And I also gave him uh, your website. There's nothing there. I know. I like my talk shoe call. I know. <laughs> hey, Mike. <laughs> hey, how's it going? Hi. In a long time. Thank you, actually, spoken. I'm not a very long time. Where's Gus? We want to talk to Gus. I tell Gus to come home and show. Gus is busy. He's writing. Got things to do. Why would you like to talk to uh, Gus? He's got a juicy story. Uh, no one else seems to have a juicy story. I mean, it's live. It's hot. Yeah, he ended uh, up passing that around to everyone to post. And everyone posts. Friend of a friend, friend of. Everyone posted right, right. on Skype. Yes. That's right. Let's let's get it going. Let's see what happens. I got it straight from I got it straight from uh, Gus. I thought we were gonna get a real celebrity on here like Alex Jones or Oprah. Hmm? Well I'll yeah, Oprah. Oprah with me. He was supposed to hook Jeremy. Me yeah. uh, let me see. Did Jeremy come on? Okay, um, the 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 only thing that's going down with Gus is they end they end up having a hearing. And they did. They did not notify him. So now they have a warrant for his arrest for over nineteen thousand dollars cash. Is his bill? That's what's going on with Gus. Okay. I think there might be a discrepancy there. Uh, it is common custom, like when you move to forward a mail to your current address. So if they sent it to his last known address, it was kind of his, uh, I'm going to say duty, <laughs> to uh, make sure the post office knows where he's going. Or, uh, well, I'm I mean, sure he's he still got did. A contract with his ex- if, uh, well, thanks for interrupting me. If he still got an agreement with his ex-wife, uh, it's common courtesy to let her know, too. I'm sure he already did that with the post office. 
Oh, do you have any first-hand knowledge? I mean, that's why we want to get Gus. Gus! Gus, we are out. Well, if it's a warrant for failure to appear because he missed court, he should be able to just phone the clerk lady and say, oops, I made a mistake, I missed my court date, something else came up, and how about a new court date, and I'll be there with Belvon. Well, right now, now, Mike, they have a warrant, $19,000, over $19,000 cash. First bill. It was a process. To go to, to, hold on, Rod and Kay, to go to the child support system. Hold on. I just can't hold on. Go ahead. You just just contradicted yourself. Is it bail or is it child support? It's child support. He didn't have the hearing. He was not notified. Therefore, the judge, I'm guessing the judge put he, was, cool. he wasn't notified, or if they sent it to the wrong address, which also means he wasn't properly notified, then he Correct. calls and says, hey, you guys sent it to the wrong place. I heard there's a warrant for my arrest. I don't know whose mistake it was, but it wasn't mine. And just I don't, give me a new date, send me something in the mail, and I'll see you on the new date. I don't know how he found out, but what he did find out is the bail was set for over $19,000 cash. Well, I don't see how the bail was set. when you have the bail or the child support money? It can't be bail because they haven't picked them up yet. How do you have a bail uh, hearing before there's an arrest? Exactly. So, therefore, it's the warrant. They have a warrant out for his arrest, and the bail to get him out would be over $19,000 cash. No. To no. go to child support. No, no. The, uh, Let me go back and look at that. Hold on. That's what you said is absolutely one hundred percent impossible. There's no way in there's no way in hell his bail money can go towards child support. Two completely separate things. I seen it, Mike. No, you didn't. It's impossible. Yes, I did. No, you didn't. You're confused. You didn't see it. That doesn't happen. Bail money does not. Wait a minute. Is the bail for nineteen thousand, or he owes about nineteen thousand? That's what I'm trying to figure out. He's he oh. apparently he owe, I'm guessing he owes the nineteen thousand. Then it's not bail. He missed the he- hearing, and apparently they have a warrant out for his arrest and for him to get out of jail. It's like over nineteen okay. grand. Okay, no, you're, saying he, owes, you're saying he owes nineteen thousand dollars in child support, and when he gets bailed, yeah. if he gets arrested, his bail will be nineteen thousand dollars. That's yes. No. Okay, I'm gonna read this, Mr. Sloan. Uh, yeah, please. Way no, uh, redress for dummy. <coughs> right. right. Okay. It says here's why there's a nineteen thousand dollar cash only bail on my head and why I've been demanding it be verified under oath for over a year so I owe $19,964.58 or $20,323.58 and whatever happened to $23,000 and so if you want to see the rest of this you can uh Okay. So that's what I'm reading off of um, that website, Redress from Dermot. Okay? 
Very clear. Yeah, I don't know. I would have to see the paperwork, but it kind of sounds like they robbed him of his body for ransom for an unverified debt that somebody else apparently owes. Third-party kidnapper. Aquila, you didn't read it all. Or you don't have it all. I got it from Gus. Gus gave it to me. I have the whole thing. I mean, then he has stop and teachers and child abuse, and I can read that. So piece of paper, then I was trying to read the rest of this. Yeah, you didn't read all of it. I'll read some more. Okay. This is the state of New Hampshire, Hillsborough. Wait, okay. Child, no, my child support. I shame, shame, shocked, shame debt. Let's see what that reads. Where are you? $19,000 cash only bill. See, Mike, that's what I was saying. $19,000 cash only bill. And you're saying I'm reading this in... I'm talking to Mike. Oh, okay. And you said that I was incorrect. This came from Gus. Go on to his website. what What is he saying he allegedly owes in child support? Let me read the rest. $19,000 cash only bill. I found out five days ago, May of the 15th, 2017, that I had this gift over my head. Courtesy of New Hampshire, woman named Susan, who is apparently being used as a tool by my ex-wife to extort me. This, of course, brings me unspeakable joy. Okay, well, right away, the first thing that grabs me is Gus is pretty emotional while he's writing that, and he's putting his own opinions and feelings into it, and he's definitely using a lot of sarcasm, so you're not getting an accurate story from his his venting. Okay, now it goes to the Ninth Circuit Family Division and this was dated 2-22-17. The matter is before the court for a show calls hearing <coughs> requested by the state. <clears throat> uh, Nancy and the attorney appeared. Uh, Gus did not appear. Uh, the state filed a summary indicting that Gus has a rearage of 19000 The state requests that of 19,000. Uh, therefore, the, the referee recommends CAP, T-A-P-I-A-S issue. However, the referee has had limit involvement in, in this case and the bill amount. He also said that for child support, too. No. Right. This is all about child support, Aquila. No, but he's saying the money also is for child support. If I read right. right, and this here, is all about, right, it's all about child support. 
Then it goes back into my my divorce began 2002, and it goes through all this stuff. Uh, 15 years later, I I saw and heard of my two oldest daughters, 10 and 12 back then. I think that was his um his wife's daughters. Uh, then it's almost been eight years. Uh, I don't read all that. Um, he was in jail, charged charged four hundred a week for child support, which he didn't know then. He didn't. He could. He could uh, do something about that while he was in jail. And then now this just came to. Anyhow, Mike, the bottom line is they want over $19,000 and they set the bill. Yeah, I would have to see the paperwork to know what's really going on. That's just what I'm reading. That came from Gus. But if they're saying you owe $19,000, we're going to grab you and throw you in jail, even though we didn't notify you of the hearing and you're going to pay us the $19,000 you owe us, you're going to rot in jail, then he's... Got, yep, <laughs> he's got some serious fun to do. Yep, but he's not locked down right now. No, he's hiding. Trying to fix it. Which just means if they're already sent, if they're actually sending him that kind of paperwork, then they're basically threatening him. If you don't turn yourself in, we're gonna come and get you, and you're gonna owe us nineteen thousand dollars, and blah blah blah. Like it's if that's what's really going on, the state's uh, the state's screwing up big. Uh, New Hampshire's the state says this is just their point of view. Any amount of arrears owed to the state, blah blah blah. Uh, over a certain amount, I think it's over 10000 or something, is uh, considered a Class B felony with up to seven years imprisonment or fine, but they don't define fine. Pretty fucking harsh, if you ask me. Wow, wow, wow. I find that <laughs> hilarious. Well, I'm in touch with Gus, but you know what? He has to get on the show, or he probably will do his own show. He's still working on his case, so he's not coming on the show, just so you guys know. So keep it moving. That's pretty funny that the state tells you they can throw you in jail for a debt. They can call owing somebody money a felony. Pretty funny. Well, I think it's also for the child support. I mean, according to what I read. Yeah, but if it's for child support, he doesn't owe the state. Yeah. He doesn't owe the state the money. He owes his ex-wife or he owes the children. He doesn't owe the state. So it's not yeah. a debt owed to the state. The state is trying to enforce a debt owed to a third party. But the money is well, not owed. 
the money is not owed to the state or see, I don't really know what's going on in his case, but if that's what they're saying, he needs to write a letter and require the accounting that shows that the state actually paid money out of their own pocket and Gus actually owes the state compensation for an out-of-pocket expense, in which case the state would have to provide the contract where Gus agreed to pay them back if they paid out of their own pocket. Except that, yeah. child, except that child support didn't, the child support agency did not pay money out of their own pocket, I can guarantee it. Therefore, the debt is not owed to the state. The state has to show the accounting to show where the money actually went. And if there was no money to go anywhere in the first place, there's not a debt owed to the state. Then his ex-wife or his kids would have standing to bring an action against him for child support. Yeah, it's a lot of that unknown that I do not know, so I just shared the part which just, uh, I guess it was all over the uh, Skype, which he said share, so, and that's that. But he's busy writing his paperwork, so. I forget exactly. I forget exactly what the code was that Phase One said, but I think it said any money owed to the state. But I bet you nowhere in the paperwork does it say he owes money to the state. I could be wrong, but if the state's saying he owes money to the state, the state has to show where he paid his debt, and that he has an obligation to pay them back. If I owe Bob 15 bucks and you pay Bob for me, thanks. I don't owe you. I owed Bob. If you wanted to pay my debt to Bob, that's fine. Thanks. But I don't have, no, I don't have an obligation to pay you back. You do that out of kindness of your heart. So if the state went and paid $19,000, thanks, state. That was nice of you. But they didn't do that. The state never paid. So the state is not owed. It's just sticking their nose in, trying to skim off the top and enforce a debt that's owed to somebody else, not the state. Yeah. Basically, the government's being a bully and collecting money saying you owe us. I'll pay them. Pay them no attention. Yeah, I think Gus got this. You know what? I can believe he knows what he's doing. You could write him a letter saying, unfortunately, at this time, the most I can afford to pay is X amount of dollars per month for a fine. You believe that I owe you and is now past due. And then just say, please find my payment of whatever dollars enclosed. And uh, by the way, I require you to verify the alleged debt. Yeah. Make your first payment so they get off your back. And it kind of grinds their little action to a halt. 
but they still have an obligation to pay the unverified debt. That's if, even if he owe it. That's another issue. Well, then that's what he's saying. That's what he's saying. That's what he would be saying. I'll give you this little bit of money this month, and I'll give you a little bit of money every month. However, you better verify this debt. If I'm paying you every month and you're not paying, you can't prove that I owe you a debt. You're stealing from me. Extortion. I got the paperwork right here. It says you're going to throw me in a cage if I don't pay you the extortion money. I'm paying the extortion money and you're not even going to verify the debt? Purely extortion, obviously. I don't owe you a penny. Yeah. And then the man or woman he's dealing with from the state cannot say, oops, my mistake. At that point, it is theft and fraud because they're required to verify the debt and they can't. And they're extorting them anyway. Mm-hmm. That uh, New Hampshire thing uh, right at the top makes clear it's, it's for child support orders that have that have been or are in place. Let me go back. I can read it. Once support orders are in place, then blah, blah, blah. So then they, they go into non-payer, failure to pay, dodging, you know, leaving the state or trying to get out of it, and they go into all their... So what, so what they did is they clarified that this is a breach of contract issue and not a debt issue yeah and further down like you were just saying they're not they they don't ever say you're going to be jailed for not paying a debt they they call it contempt civil contempt <laughs> yes because it's a contract it's, they call it a uh they call it an order you can call it an order or a contract whatever you want but basically it's a breach of contract yeah or contempt, contempt more sense But even if I owed you $20,000, you can't just say you better pay me or I'm throwing you in a cage. Not the way that works. Yeah, but even if you lock somebody up who owe you, how are they going to pay you if they locked up? Well, that's a bit of a side issue. The main issue is you can't just grab somebody and throw them in a cage because you think they owe you money. If you think they owe you money, there's a proper way of dealing with it. Hey, Mike, I got a question. Yeah? This is Lenny from uh, Illinois. How's hey, everybody? Good, good. Hey, listen, you mentioned uh, contract. There was an element of contract in there. Um, I've been kind of thinking about contract lately, and uh, what are the elements of a contract? Is it offer, consent, offer acceptance, consideration, and meeting of the minds? Well, there's a lot of different types of contracts, like a trust is a contract. Um, In my opinion, 
if you make a promise and you actually put that promise on paper and sign it, you made a one-sided contract. You bound yourself to something. So, so would, that be, would that be like an adhesion contract? Uh, I don't know. I don't want to use a word like adhesion because I'm not 100% clear on what an adhesion contract is, but I, I am a firm believer in any time you sign your name on a piece of paper, you're liable for what's on that paper. You always read the contract before you sign it. As soon as you sign it, you swore that you agreed to it. The meeting of the mind uh, portion of it, um, let's say at the time you signed the contract, um, you, you weren't uh, fully uh, mindful or fully clear uh, to, the, to the extent that you had uh, later kind of thought through. Well, that's so, kind of what I was just about to get to is the last line. We're near the last line of every contract. There's some kind of line that says, I, the undersigned, have read and agreed to all the terms and conditions in the above listed blah, blah, blah. So you swear under penalty of perjury that you read it and understood it before you signed. However, if you realize after that you made a mistake and you thought it meant something else, you can correct your mistake. The old maxim of law, as a thing is done, so it is undone. So if you sign yourself into that contract, you can sign yourself out of it or negotiate a change. Probably easier to negotiate a change than to back out. Right. So if if that option is available, how can any contract have any value? Well... If you can't come to an agreement on how to fix the mistake, then you would go into some kind of a forum and have a judge or a jury decide. Some contracts have the dispute resolution clause right in it, where if you don't agree, you go to mediation. If mediation doesn't work, then you go to bankruptcy court or whatever court. Usually decide how you deal with the discrepancy. Right, and, and when there's the so-called meeting of the minds, especially when there's uh, corporations involved, how does a corporation have a mind? And as far as man on man, each man has a different mind. I mean, scientifically, so-called scientifically, it's said that. Uh, uh, mankind only uses what up to uh, five or ten percent of the the extent of their mind. I mean, we we don't use our mind a hundred percent. Well, I think more important than all that is um, the bottom line is a corporation cannot cause harm to a man. So a man can back out of the contract, and McDonald's isn't going to be hurting. Whereas if McDonald's doesn't let me out of the contract, I am going to be hurting. So they can't cause me harm. They have to let me out of the contract one way or another. Maybe they'll let me out with a penalty of some sort, but they can't cause me harm. And then does it get convoluted? Like when you're signing a contract, say, for example, either with a bank or a corporation, and 
you're in there and you can you can go to the all caps uh lettered name uh are they considering you a corporation you know and you know then at some point you you make them aware that hey wait a minute I'm a man and um I made a mistake or or whatever That's why you, go ahead like the the way I see it is if your mortgage payments are two grand every month and you know for a fact you're not going to be able to pay your mortgage every month, write a letter to the nice lady that works at the bank. She's not the devil. Write her a letter and just say, I can't, I can't afford two grand every month. My job fell through, whatever. I can pay you $500 a month for the next three months and I expect to resume my normal payments. And they will have to make a, they'll have to make an adjustment. You, you let them know ahead of time, you put it on paper, you make your payments, you, you the bank's not gonna the bank's not gonna starve to death if you don't make your full payment. So you pay what you can afford to pay and they have to take it. They can't throw you, your wife and your kids out on the street because you're gonna be a little bit short on the rent. And the same could be held true with um, uh, contracts like uh, driver's license, social security uh, cards, uh, social insurance numbers, um, uh, birth certificates. They're all essentially contracts. Um, it depends on what it is, too. A lot of the time, you can just say, I don't, I don't wish to make use of that benefit anymore. I don't want to take the benefit. I don't want any of the duties or obligations that come with that benefit. And I certainly don't want any penalties, any fines that come with that benefit. Just count me out from now on. No one has to do with that contract anymore. They have to let you out. If everybody's all... All those sovereign citizens are all worried about, oh, my name's on the voters list, I'm part of the system, blah, blah, blah. If you're really not worried about it, write to them. They take me off the list. They'll take you off the list. They'll send you a letter saying we took you off the list, and they'll send you an invitation. Whenever you feel like becoming a registered voter again, let us know. We'll take you back. They don't care. Just call them, let them know, write to them, let them know. See, the thing is, if, if your mortgage payment is two grand, they have it entered in the computer as two grand. So as long as you pay two grand like clockwork, the account stays at zero. When you don't make your payment, the account goes out of balance and everybody freaks out. But if you call ahead and say, I can't pay two grand every month, I can only pay $500 every month. Then they enter into the computer. They take two grand out. They put five hundred in, and every month you make your your payment. It stays at zero. When you get your money back again, you call them up, write, write them a letter, say, "Yeah, I can make my regular payments. Here's my here's my first regular payment." And then they change the computer back to two grand instead of five hundred. And every time you pay two grand, it's at zero again. That's all they want is their books to say zero. What do you think about um, the affidavit? I've been thinking about, um, like, uh, a lot of these uh, people like that uh, Angela had on, like, uh, 
that have had success with an affidavit like, say, like Vic Beck, Dan Benham, um, Kurt Kellenbeck, uh, Truth, uh, Ken W. They all seem to, um, in their own in their own format, use the the affidavit in um, success. Well, in my opinion, an affidavit is just a legalese name for a notice. Right. Well, so it's, it's, not even, it's not even really a notice. Like, if, if I write a notice, I'm telling somebody something. But with an affidavit, you're actually telling them the entire story. And but I noticed a lot of these calls... Um, some of the um, people calling in or whatever, they're they're trying to solve a problem um, that that it's either legalese or whatever. And um, I don't know uh, the the affidavit or writing them or noticing them. Um, it has to be uh, addressed on their part, and it has to be uh, either uh, rebutted point by point, or um, it stands as truth. Yeah, well, that's a load of crap, too. It has to be rebutted point for point. Why do you say that? Like, I can, I can write an affidavit. If you send me an affidavit, all legalese-like, and I want to respond with an affidavit, all legalese-like, I would just write something like, I do not agree with the plaintiff's uh, statements contained in the affidavit. I've seen no evidence to support any of his claims. I don't believe any such evidence exists. I'm not so going to waste it, my time writing 30 pages of nonsense and if I don't agree with any of it. Is an affidavit uh, legalese or is it just a, a, um, a statement of fact by um, a man or a woman uh, <laughs> like identic, uh, identifying uh, the, whatever is written point by point? Well, see, there's huge misconceptions about affidavits. First of all, an affidavit is just a piece of paper, and it's hearsay, 100% pure hearsay. When you write an affidavit and you go and you go in front of a a notary or an, uh, what do you call them, commissioner for taking oaths or a justice of the peace or whoever, and you swear under oath that it's all true and they sign it, and then they stamp it, and they put it in the file, it's still hearsay because it happened outside of the courtroom. So now, like Carl says, a man or a woman is going to have to go into that courtroom, take the stand, put their hand on a Bible, and swear that everything in that affidavit is first-hand personal knowledge and is true. You still have to have a man or woman back that piece of paper up in court. So it's no different than my notice when I say, I say here and we'll verify in open court that all herein be true. It's no different than an affidavit. They have to come into court and swear that it's true. Okay, so a notice is kind of better than, uh, in your opinion, than an affidavit. It kind of depends. I think it's better because, well, it depends on the situation, but if I'm not trying to participate in their legal use system, I don't want to even call something an affidavit. But the legalese folks, they like to see an affidavit. That's their paperwork. They know it. They like it. They're comfortable with it. 
Okay. But sometimes you'll see lawyers write affidavits, and it's it's just a big joke. You read it, and they will say, I have knowledge of the facts. They don't say they have firsthand personal knowledge. They just say, I have knowledge of the facts. Or they say, I believe the information contained here herein to be true. And you read the affidavit, and it's all a joke. It's like, oh, Mary told me this, and Bob told me that, and our agency presumes this, and we are led to believe, and blah, blah, blah. And it's, it's just a big joke. Anytime you, anytime you get a, an affidavit from a lawyer, you should be rolling on the floor laughing while you read it because it's all a bunch of crap. It's all dog shit, every last bit of it. By the time the lawyer gets involved, everything's already over with. You're going to court, so somebody ran to get a lawyer and told the lawyer all this stuff. So the lawyer has no business writing an affidavit. He's got no first-hand knowledge. His client told him everything. His computer screen told him more than half of the... It's all numbers off computer. The lawyer doesn't know anything about any of it. He's not going to swear to any of it. Well, I swear this is what my client told me. What good is that? I have a question after. Yep. Yeah, lawyers don't know anything. <laughs> Their client could be just a big bullshitter. The lawyer has no no way of knowing. Yeah, usually. Like what happens when you get a speeding ticket? The cop writes out the ticket, he hands you your copy, he sends the copy <clears throat> of his copy of the ticket to the prosecuting attorney's office with maybe some handwritten notes from his little black book or... That's all it is. He's just handing a piece of paper to somebody else that's prosecuting the case. The prosecutor doesn't know anything. Oh, this is what the officer told us. Oh, this is what the arrest report said. Oh, this is what the camera shows. The prosecutor didn't see anything. What about in a uh, tax lien debt? If they, because I got a letter saying that um that they're trying to appoint a referee, so I'm trying to figure out if I'm still able to fight it or if it's over. A referee? What they want to take? Yeah. They're going to take it to tax court. Is that what you mean? Huh? What they want to take it to tax court? Yeah, for yeah for a tax lien, property tax lien. Well, you just offer them payment. I did. They didn't want to take it. Really? Yeah. They're like, no, you got to pay this much. We don't want that. I'm like, what? Well, if if I owe you 10 bucks and I show up and I say, hey, I got five now. I'll give you the other five tomorrow. And you say, no, keep it. You're either admitting that there is no debt or you're forgiving me of the debt. And the corporations and the governments, they all know the UCC. If they refuse to accept the payment, they're admitting that the, the, debt, is, the debt no longer exists. Uh, 
because I already sent a, I already sent a correspondence to the men asking him to verify this debt. But did you? And I'm just. Did you send him a payment? Yeah. Like cash, check, or money order? Uh, check, yeah. And you sent it back. Um, no, he kept it. They didn't even cash it. They kept it. Oh, well, he accepted it. According oh. to the UCC, he accepted it. Oh. See, if you send him a check, either A, has to accept it, or if he refuses it, he's he's admitting that there is no debt, or he has to identify in the UCC, identify a defect in the instrument, meaning you forgot to sign it, you put the wrong date, or you made it out to the wrong person. But he's or, or if he tried to cast a check and it bounced, he has to show that there was no money in the account. Other than that, he oh. has to accept it. He has no choice. Oh. He, can, he can try and renegotiate a price with you, but if he just sent it back or he kept it, you made a payment. If you have proof that you gave him the check, that's fine. It doesn't matter if he didn't cash it, he accepted it. Oh. Cool. See, what, so if I'm buying, sends... what, what if I'm buying your car and I give you $1,000 and you decide, no, $1,000 isn't good enough? Are you going to just keep my $1,000 or are you going to give it back? <laughs> yeah, he's got to give that check as your property. If he's not accepting it as payment, he's got to give it back. He's got to explain why. He's got to have a good reason, or according to the UCC, there is no debt. Okay, so when I so when I go to court, I'll just show them that I sent it and they didn't send it back or whatever? Um, I would send them another letter saying on okay. such and such a date, I sent you payment of whatever I have not received or received or whatever. Here's my next payment. How long ago did you send them that payment? That was like a month ago. Yeah, I would just keep making regular payments. Okay. My court case is is the 20th of June. And I'm like, if they're trying to appoint a referee, then I'm like, to sell the property, then I'm like, I don't even, I wouldn't figure why. I would even pay it if they're going to freaking take it from... Did they already say they're trying to take it and sell it? Huh? Did they tell you that they're trying to take it and sell it? Yeah. Foreclosure court. Yeah, I would definitely keep making payments. I would keep sending letters. Okay. Right up until court. Cool. That way I have all the evidence that I tried to make the payment and see what happens from there. Yeah, just going to court and play stupid. I have no idea what this is about. Like he said I owed him money, I'm sending him money, he's keeping the check. I don't know if he's cashing them or not, I don't know what his problem is, but I'm making payments. I don't understand why we're in court. I'm making money. Yeah. All he wants is his money, I'm paying him his money as fast as I can. Uh, Oh, he didn't send anything back. He didn't say anything. I guess he accepted. Oh, cool. 
Hey, Mike, why shouldn't he, when he writing one of those letters that if you accept the payment, then you're accepting payments for this debt you say I owe, and also, or you forgive me of the debt. I don't know, something to work to that effect. And then that way he did notice them in every way possible he can. And so, you know, that should be much better, I would think. Yeah, I would just be uh, super polite and respectful and just keep making your payments and just try and keep keep trying to settle it. Okay. Say, oh, what I, is a very... I, oh, no. I was expecting that court date was going to go away because I was making payments. I don't understand mm. why you want to take me to court if I'm paying. Yeah. It makes sense if you don't pay, they would take you to court. But if I'm paying, you're taking me to court. I don't understand. Yeah, because the 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 lawyer was telling me the guy from the um, demand from the debt collection agency wasn't even. He was just like just just call the office, and it's not him. It's one of those customer service reps. But the lawyer was like, "Yeah, you got to pay five thousand down and four thousand a month." I'm like, "What? I damn four kids. I got that much money." <laughs> Did he put any of that in writing? Um, no, that was over the phone. Yeah, see, he's got to put stuff in writing. I don't know what he's planning on taking to court with him as evidence, but if you're the only one writing letters and you're making payments and he's flat out ignoring you, it's going to look pretty bad on him. Yeah. Okay. And since I, and since, um, I asked him for a verified bill. What would one look like besides a regular bill? Like, if he sends me a piece of paper with a bunch of numbers, and I'm like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> just tell him to sign that. That's all. Because he's signing okay. his hand that you owe that. That's basically what he's saying. And now, okay. he, but he can't prove it. And he has no way of proving it. So that's a good thing. Okay. I guess it just looked like a bunch of numbers, and you owe it for one, one bill. It's like a McDonald's bill. You got one hamburger before this one. Not one soda for this one. So what are they saying you owe? It? Property tax for this year, property tax for that year, probably look something like that, and yeah. don't sign it. Say, thank you for this, but I require you to sign and say I owe this debt. The man, we told about the man who was yeah. I don't know his name. I I kinda think that's a bad idea right now because my opinion No, he said after he writes these letters if they send him a bill, what would he do? Yeah, but in, in my opinion, in a case like this, whether you think you owe the money or not is irrelevant. I would make payments just because you don't want to lose your house being stubborn or stupid. So I would yeah. make payments, and I would try and make sure you get your ass out of the fire first. Okay. And then once the judge says, okay, well, he can maintain the payments he's making now, and you're going to hold off on your action, blah, blah, blah. And once everything is safe, I would continue to make payments, but then start grilling them to verify the debt. Okay. Like, there's all kinds of other stuff you can do. I wouldn't rock the boat right now. I would worry about saving the house first. But 
if this guy is a third-party debt collector, you have no contract with him anyway. But don't yeah. bring that up. Don't bring that up yet. But you have no contract with him. And if he's acting on behalf of somebody you owe money to, he's going to have to have a written delegation of authority. He's got to prove that he has a legal right to act on the on the creditor's behalf. Because okay. I can't. Uh, if I if I go up to you and say you owe me two grand for property tax, and you pay me two grand, I walk away laughing because I have nothing to do with property tax. You don't owe me a penny. Then the guy that you actually owe the money to is going to come after you. Uh, so you can't just you can't just pay everybody. So you gotta you gotta get him to prove he has the right to act on behalf of the county tax assessor or whoever he's asking for. Okay. Cool. Thank you, sir. Okay, no problem. Wow, that went well. Yeah, I don't like seeing people be stubborn. Maybe they don't owe the debt, who knows, but I don't like seeing people be stubborn and end up leaving their house because they thought they could win. Yeah, that makes sense. But if all they want is their money, start giving them the money and get yourself out of trouble first. Correct. Yep. Mike, you have a lovely show on Monday night. <laughs> I did or I do? Some type of show. <laughs> It sound like the Saturday Night Live call. How about that? <laughs> Sometimes I sound like that, but lately it's been on pretty good. Speaking of money, has anybody been following this uh, Bitcoin? Nope, not uh-huh. at all. Anybody ever hear of Bitcoin? Yeah, I've heard of it. I don't know. I... Seems kind of a It's defined as a cryptocurrency, uh, an alternative currency. As the story goes, uh, supposedly some uh, Japanese man come up with an idea back in about 2008 as an alternative way of trading. You know, rather than using. Um, uh, countries, different countries' currencies. Um, he was gonna. Uh, I guess he he started um, like an account. They call it a, a, a well a Bitcoin account. And what they have is uh, they give you a, like a Bitcoin wallet. It's it's all a digital arrangement. Ooh. So so anyways. Um, uh, it, it, the idea kind of grew back then a little bit, and then it faltered, you know. Um, there was uh, stories of, uh, you know, well, how can we trust 
this guy or whatever. Um, but it continued to build from from 2008, and um, it, it it had its issues at times, and it may still have its issues. But it the way he I guess he started it with like a um, he said I'm going to cap it out at like 20 billion Bitcoin. That's the max that's going to be. So um, everybody that wanted to invest in it. Um, they they were investing along the way, and I guess it started out with like uh, one bitcoin was equal to maybe uh, five cents back then, and then there was another uh, back in about 2010. Some some Greek guy he he, he got involved with it. He was a, a, a like a currency expert, and he was a computer expert, and um, he really uh, took a liking to the idea. And he he started proposing it, you know, and he doing like seminars and everything, you know. But um, the point is, it started out on such a small scale. And uh, a couple of years ago, a guy I work with was telling me about it, you know, and I kind of discounted it, like ah, that's nothing, because um, I listened to some a lot of different shows, and uh, uh, one guy that I listened to, um, he comes on Wednesdays. He's a currency historian, and um, he deals in, um, like, U.S. coins, and uh, he's a numis, he's in numismatics. So um, he just deals in just U.S. currency, the old coins and all that kind of stuff. But uh, he said these cryptocurrencies are backed by nothing at all. Well, there isn't a currency in the world that's really backed by anything uh, when you come down to it. But the point is... They said back in 2010, if if you had invested, oh, I believe, $100 in this um, uh, Bitcoin, today it would be worth, your $100 would be worth $75 million. And it's converted into whatever currency you want, you know. I mean, countries are getting involved, like uh, Japan, for example, South Korea. Um, they're really starting to talk about it on... Uh, on the markets, you know, uh, I guess the Federal Reserve chairman said, uh, uh, this Janet Yellen, she said um, that cryptocurrencies can't be stopped. But it's it's kind of interesting, you know, to, to follow. But uh, a small investment back then could grow to such a great investment now, you know. But I was wondering if anybody heard about it. No, this is my first time. About that. They also have uh, competing cryptocurrencies. You know, there's probably uh, at least a hundred different because because from that idea, um, other ideas formed in the same venue, and um, it, it's kind of like um, competing cryptocurrencies. But um, the original one, uh, the Bitcoin, is the most successful one and the most followed and the most invested in. But they even have one. Uh, it's uh, it's kind of like a like a, a a pot or a marijuana cryptocurrency. It's kind of funny. Very cool. <laughs> I'm good without what I'm doing now. I mean, I think the best to me is to own land because that is the riches to be on. You do so much with it. If you have gold but you have no food, right? And let's say your stores is not open. 
and somebody have, you know, called polka dot before they get swamped. And if I have a couple of cows and you want some food, I could charge whatever I wish. And what if I tell you, okay, I want all your money for one cow? Like, that's ridiculous. Okay, go ahead and stop. Well, you stop, you die, then I'm going to get all your money in you. See how that works? So yeah. you have land, so don't money means nothing. See how that works? So I think it's the land to have. What the will, was it uh, Will Rogers that said they're not making any more land? <laughs> well, land is all around you. Invest in land? That's what I would do. That's my plan to do so. Nothing less and nothing more. Because I can work the land. If I need food, grow my own. Well, if you like about land and farming, uh, look up a guy named um, Joel Salatin. He's he's, got, he's he's right by you, uh, Aquila, in uh, Virginia. He's got a he's got a farm, um, and he gives tours. It's called Polyface Farm, and he raises. Uh, he's got farming uh, down. This this man's been doing it uh, for. Probably, uh, he's almost 60 years old, but he said when he was right out of college, his parents had had the farm, and he, he, you know, as a young guy, he really didn't want to get involved with farming. He just was thinking he he wanted to go off and do something else, but um, uh, as life has it, uh, he ended up farming, and and this guy, he he really turned it into something um, special. His concept is, um, to heal the land, he 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 uh, fortifies the soil, and he does that through uh, through his animals. You know, he, he lets the animals, the cows, graze, and then the cows. You know, he'll he'll um, well, however many cows he has now, he, he's got quite a few. But um, the theory is, just like in 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 the days where the animals grazed free on the land, what they did was they they he called it a uh, uh, mob where they all they're they're together in a mob as the animals they uh, he calls it mob mow mow is like they're eating the grass and then they move mob mow and move and he said that they did and they you know they left all their ex- excrements on the the soil and they kept moving and and uh, feeding off all all the grasses that were available and and the land essentially healed itself. Well, he kind of uses that concept too with with his animals. He um, he'll let them, he'll graze them on a a particular paddock, um, and then he'll move them. Like after after they graze and and eat the grasses down so far, and and they leave all their their waste and excrement. Then he brings what he calls a chicken mobile behind it. He, he he's got uh, like probably a thousand chickens and they come by there and they peck and all that and they're pecking the, the larvae out of the the cow the cow pies and, and spreading all that out and that's that's kinda of like fertilizing the land too, you know. And he doesn't overgraze. What he'll do is just he'll 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 
graze that, and then he'll move on, and he'll he'll just he'll let that um, just just fertilize and, and grow and and get multiple forms of grasses. He calls the grasses that they feed um, it, it's it's like a um, a salad bar, you know, just with the, the just all the varieties of grasses that that have grown um, from from essentially the farm that he created, you know. And he's got healthy animals, and, he, and, and um, he's getting premium dollars. I mean, people people are paying big money for uh, his animals. His, okay. Yeah. But, he, you know, he's pretty close by you, Polyface. Look him up and uh, see if you can check out one of his tours. What part of the thing is this? Do you know? I'm sorry I didn't hear you. Oh, what part of the thing is this? Do you know? I'm not sure. Like I say, you can go on his website, and his name is Joel Salatin, and it's Polyface. Okay. I don't know much about farming other than growing vegetables, that sort of thing, that I could do. Gardening. And there's another guy, he's in, um, he's in uh, the state of Washington. Um He's at, it's called the Garden of Eden. His name is Paul Gauchi, G-A-U-C-H-I. And, and his thing is to cover the soil. He covers the, he'll, he'll cover the soil and, um, you know, like uh, clippings, uh, like when they cut a tree down or something oh. or whatever. And uh, same thing. He's, he's been on his, his land. He's got about five acres. Been on there for probably almost. Four, I guess when he got out of, he, he was a, he's a, a wounded Vietnam vet from Agent Orange. The, the man can hardly walk, and he's been farming for uh, since he's been out of the service. And um, just just some of the produce that he grows, and his land is so rich in nutrients, you know. And it's unbelievable. He says, I don't even, I don't water nothing. He says, I just cover it and it's it's just the soil healed itself. When you, when you cover it with uh, proper nutrients, you know, that's another good one. Check him so, out too. Okay. So this is called Heal the Land? He's called um, the Garden of Eden. His name is Paul Gauchi, G-A-U-C-H-I. He's on YouTube. And what was the other one? The other one is called Polyface Farms. Are you talking about Virginia? Yeah, what was it, Polyface? P-O-L-Y, Poly. Polyface Farms. Okay, and this is in Virginia? Never heard of it. Yeah, he's in Virginia, yeah. This man's got a whole system. They, you know what? I guess he takes on, um, uh, he, I guess he calls them apprentices. You know, people they don't they don't work for pay, but he'll show you how to. If you want, if you're really interested in farming and you want you want to get down to it, um, he, he apply. He doesn't even take all apprentices. You have to apply, and he, you have to meet the qualifications for his acceptance. And he'll teach you how to. Uh, you know, slaughter chickens, do you know, tend to uh, every aspect of the farm. Yeah. Well, Carl pretty much know. I can always like Carl as well. There you go. Carl's a farmer too. There you go. 
And he said was dignity. Yeah, he, I, you know what? And, and as a matter of fact, in one of his calls, I think he, I, I think he mentioned uh, he went down to visit that guy. If you ever talk to Carl, ask him about that guy. Um, that guy had a, a legal issue, and somehow uh, he and Carl met. You know, uh, Carl. Which and, one, back to Eden or the one in Virginia? No, no, the one in Virginia. What's his name? Again? The one in Virginia. It's not you said the other one. The state of Washington, am I correct? Yeah, the state of Washington is Paul Gauchi, and um, uh, Virginia is Joel, J-O-E-L, Salatin. I believe it's S-A-N. S-A-L-A-T-I-N, oh, Sal. I believe. Salatin, something like that. S-A-L-T-O-N, oh, I'll pick it up. Just look up Paul and Paul. I'll ask Paul which one is he knows of those guys. Carl, Carl was more The guy in Virginia. Mm. He mentioned it about one, on one of his calls. Yeah. He talked about that. Yeah. I can always ask Carl. There you when go. I get the chance. Once I get the chance, I can. Well, yeah, I guess growing your own. Back to the basics, that's just cool. <laughs> you mentioned yeah. white walls earlier on the on the tires. You remember the yeah. gangster white walls? <laughs> no, 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 that's before my time. It's just so I happened to see one today because I watch a lot of older movies and I've seen this. I like movies way before my time because I feel they're more educational and people know how to act rather than I see how they act today. And these other movies as well. They to me they was more dignified. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I believe. So. Yeah, they used to have gangster white walls, and things. The white walls were probably uh, at least a good two inches wide or more. That was Did back you? in the back in the day. <laughs> okay, that's what I saw today. Cover almost all of the tires. It was like wow. So, yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for the information and thanks for speaking. So sometimes you come on the show and I didn't hear you speak, so. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Always, I'm always listening. You know, I, I obviously don't always speak, so. Uh-huh. But sometimes it might be good to speak like you did this evening, ask some questions, because if you don't know how to do it, definitely Mike. Some what I know, I'm not saying I know it all. Um, others know as well. But my trust I put in, number one is Carl, um, Gus or Larry, um, Mike. Um, yeah, pretty much that's who I rely on. Other than that, I mean, not to say others don't give the information, but if I was really up against the wall, I, that's who I will seek to help me. Akula, I know all the characters in the, in the talk show, all the players in the game. I've been listening for quite some time. Oh, yeah, I know, I know everyone you're speaking about. I've been listening for a long time. Okay. Actually, yeah. uh, you you remember the guy uh, uh, Angela used to have on? You remember John Stewart? He's in he's in prison now. No. John Stewart. Um, he used to have a, a talk show. 
Angela had him on once a week. He was a regular. Um, he, it was uh, called Show Me the Loan. Okay, and his thing was all about uh, uh, like mortgages and the note and everything like that. Well, he, he ended up going to prison. Uh, he, he something happened. He he, ended, he shot a guy over uh, at some incident out on the road somewhere and uh, wow. went to court. He went to court. It was supposed to be self defense, and he he lost. So he's he's doing a long time, but um. I I probably been listening uh, maybe a year before he went to prison. That like he that talk you uh, led me into like what, with Carl and all that kind of stuff, you know. And then, but uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, if you talk to uh, Angela, ask about John Stewart and how long he's been in jail. Uh oh. <laughs> no, I think I'm good not to be booed. Um. I pretty much listen to call. I listen to a few others, but that's my main source right now. And myself, what I study. So, yeah. I remember when you used to call into the shows, Angela and Carol, you had an issue with a friend that uh, that was uh, being deported or something, right? Yep. Isn't that when you started calling in the talk shoes? For that in foreclosure reason, that's when I first started. Um, yeah. Okay, oh, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank God I came a long way from that right now. <laughs> yes, you have. Yes, you have indeed. Yeah, and I just thank God for, I feel privileged, you know, it's a great privilege for me to be here at that time and heard all that good knowledge and you know, and incorporated study and yeah, it's the store. I'm you know, it's been working very well for me, Jeffrey. Yep. Well, as we all know, this stuff is it's deep, and uh, uh, there's a lot of information to digest. And um, even though you, we all hear a lot of different uh, so-called gurus and and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, study in different manners, it, it, you know, we all learn in different ways, you know. It just, it takes, sometimes it takes some of us a long time, you know, maybe a lifetime to digest this kind of information. Some people get it quick, some don't, you know. It's just, it, it, it's, it's how you, seemingly how we all deal with the system. Nobody wants to, nobody wants to be involved with the system. There's such a, a, a small a small element of, uh, of people that just kind of want to do something about it, you know. Most of society doesn't even care. Yeah, it depends, you know, how one will deal with the system, you know. Depends on the situation, okay. Because um, obviously in this world, there's some things going to be coming your way, and it's how you can you know, indulge in that or you don't have to. It's all up to you at the end of the day. And the other thing that worked for me um, was, and I'm glad to have that experience even before I met Carl, because had I met Carl first maybe and heard this and then going through what I went through, um, I wouldn't have got it so quickly. And because when I was going through with this case, 
and the lawyer couldn't do anything. And I'm like, well, why pretend he's trying? He can't do anything. I'm like, well, just that, you know, I'll fly him. Then I said, there's got to be another way. This can't be the only way. It's like I saw it that clearly. But what was the other way? I had no clue. And going through that for two minutes, then I know the system was not the way for me. Or, you know, that's the only thing. That woke me up right there. Um, And then I began to seek answers, you know. And, of course, I did a lot of listening to this guru, that one, going to make it easy process. I tried a lot of them. Trust me, I did. And at the end, it seemed to slow them down for a long time, but at the end, they always win for some reason. And so when I heard Carl and start applying some of his, uh, what I heard him say, do for himself and see how I can incorporate that within my case. Wow, it was getting a whole lot of difference. But I still didn't have enough knowledge to complete it. So I'll say, yeah. But today, oh, yes, I'm well equipped to do so, I believe. You know, you know sometimes we, we believe we have enough knowledge, and then, and then when you get under the gun, so to speak, when when you're in court or you're you you're you're right up there, you know, one on one, it's kind of you know, it could be intimidating and you know, you forget some things or you 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 you, you don't apply yourself in the manner that you wanted to apply yourself and I, that's probably why it's good like um like Carl, like Mike says, you know, do everything in writing, you know. That way, um uh you don't <clears throat> you you don't shortfall yourself. You know, you Anything in anything in writing, you, you you at least have time to think it through. Yeah, and that works for me. I have to say that again. Um, yeah, you put out your notes to say, because obviously you only want to speak what's on your notes. There's nothing else to say. If I wrote you, wrote you a bill. This is how much you owe me. Everything, and I'm like. And then when I come meet with you, I'm like, well, you owe me this money. Here's why. Here's what it says on the bill. And I'm going to keep reading it. And you know you owe me. And I'm going to keep referring to that bill. Nothing else and nothing more. I'm not going to refer to anything else. Oh, well, last year you had a fight with my brother. Now you just mad at me now. No, come on. All I'm just saying, and that's what I've learned. Just get to the point. Just deal with it. It became important. And many times I'll tell you, yes, I was fearful, you know, sometimes I feel that, but my willingness to get this done and know what's correct, it overpowers that. And I pray about it and I get up and I speak. But it's what you say, it's how you say it, it's a really um, the key here. Because once I say, you know, who I am, I'm giving you notice of that. and and I want to know if I've done something wrong, and then I'm going to say, why am I here? Because it's the same. If the police grab you off the street, you see a bunch of police calls, you're going to be like, what happened? Right? And then they see, and they grab you, like, wait a minute, why, why are you grabbing me? What, what have I done wrong? Right? That's probably most likely what you were that. So it's no different than you at the court. So why am I here? And see, then the next point I would do, Anyone speak, whether it's the DA, whomever, especially the DA, I would say, oh, are you the man coming forth to say I do wrong? Great. I require you to put that in the form, sign it, that I did wrong. 
You think he's going to put his, not, his name on the line? Because, see, if he knows he's wrong, then I'm going to come back and sue him. Because he can't prove anything. So once you begin to understand this and know this, you'll be able to implement it and do it and perform it and do well. You know, and it takes time, yes, you know, but it's, it's, one day I guess you're going to have to do it. It's just like, you know, as first when I started swimming, I was fearful. Oh, my goodness. Even though I stood in the water, you know, it was meant to probably was two feet of water, you know, and it was nothing. But I was still fearful, so I was taught how to float, right? And so after that, then I mean, swim. Now I love it. <laughs> so it takes time. Yeah, but you fear. But if I never got in the water to even try, how in the world would I know how to swim? So if I never go at the court to state what I believe is correct, who I am, when am I going to do it when something happens? So, yeah, that's the way I see it. Does anybody remember the, the guy you that used to have the show called uh, I'm Batman 57? I've heard of him a lot in one of them. I mean, like, I believe it's asking about him. Yeah, what about him? Well, he had a, he had an interesting uh, uh, concept. He, 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 and, it, you know, he, he's been he's been through the system and, and dealing with all this mess, you know, like, uh, and trying to learn it like, like we all have, you know. And uh, finally, he, he, he had a situation one day, and he was just kind of frustrated, and he... Seemingly, he just he just said, you know, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it all out the window. I'm gonna forget all this paperwork, all this mess. And he didn't he didn't do any paperwork. He just he went in. He says, I I went in with the intent of every time they asked him a question, he responded with a question. He let, almost like the game of questions, you know. And and and, and his system was kind of successful, you know. I don't know whatever happened to the guy, but um, his calls are still on talk show, his old calls. But, um, yeah, yeah, he tried to settle it in honor, you know, like, um, you know, Carl says, you know. Uh, he would he would um, try and get a meeting with his uh, with his accuser, and, uh, you know, if they couldn't settle it that way and he had to go to court, he, he just went in there just asking questions. You know, kept asking questions, and it, he 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 said it, it, they would be it would be a stalemate. They couldn't do anything with him. And the other guy that kind of was had a format like him, Mark Fishman. I don't know what happened to him, but he he stylized his calls like um like that Batman, you know. But um, I'm yeah. not familiar with these uh, fellows you are speaking of. I'm not familiar at all with any of them. Yeah, but you can look them up and talk. Okay, but now I'm not interested. I'm good where I'm at. <laughs> and I'm, it's going to work very well for me, so I hate okay. to mess up something that's working. Good thing. I can't um, talk. Be muted. Okay. And um, the other thing is, if, you know, you, you said he didn't write anything down. Um, but see, the point of the matter, 
they come, well, the other side plant you paperwork, and they have it written for and they have their orders ready, everything ready. They have the base of their record. You know, um, even though you can speak a variable Bible and you can have a written record, both is neat. The place of Bible today is written. And then I just tell Beverly my experience reading the Bible, how it works for me in regard to my life. I can verbally speak it. And what I verbally speak must you're saying what's in the Bible. And that's, that proves the whole record. So when they speak in court, they can't verify anything. They'll write something down, but they can't verify it. They can certify pieces of paper, so what? But they can't verify it. They can't speak. So there's a huge difference. But anyway, you know, everybody has to learn this in their own time. And understand it. And once you do and get it, oh my, you're still having some fun and everybody can't just uh get you to do this and that and use it as a puppet, if you will. So that's where I'm at. But anyway, life goes on. Okay, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mute out now. It's nice chatting with you. All right, and the floor recognized Jeremy is on the line. How are you, Jeremy, this evening? Thanks for coming on the show. What's going on with you? Okay. Oh, yeah, you did say something about you muted. That's fine. I can't talk for a while, so I'm muted. That's fine. But we've been on this call for quite some time. Nothing so far. Well, uh, yes? Respectfully, there's a lot of horrible advice and information going on here tonight. <laughs> if someone's attacking you, do you say, do you write them a letter? They say, verify it. They think they have a right to abuse you. Do you, do you say, verify it? No. You defend yourself, come forth as an aggressor or a plaintiff, you either do it with it firsthand or you sue them and say, what evidence do you have? And make them prove what right or by what authority they have. And you're quite uh, correct. But it depends on how someone's coming after you. Now, somebody no. A lot of these processes we hear on this call, there's prima facie evidence that a debt is owed. They did something, they got themselves involved with something, that's fine. But if the other party that's the aggressor or plaintiff has absolutely nothing to go on, not even a freaking statute, and they say you owe a debt, then you make them verify it in court and ask them what are they relying upon. You search the statutes, the code of common law, code pleaded, if you will, and you sue them. It's that simple. And if they can't prove it, you've got the legal system on your side, you've got a jury of your peers on your side, they'll have to settle or uh, be proven uh, criminal. Well, as I said, it depends on how someone is coming at you. If they're physically coming after me, like want to fight me, hit me, beat me up, whatever, then I'm going to come at them another way. 
Now, if you're coming at me with a piece of paper, then I did something wrong, I will get that, whatever that case may be. Then I'm going to come at you a different way as well. Well, you can do that. You can do that. <laughs> but what I'm saying is if, a, if it's a mortgage company or blah, 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 usually they've got enough prima facie evidence with signatures on it and all that good stuff to show that you've made an agreement. Yes, but if someone just says you owe a debt because everybody knows that we owe taxes or whatever, there's more to it who than just saying, know? well, you, you, you kind of no look like a taxpayer or you kind of look like somebody who owes a debt. There's more to it than that. But when it comes to us actually signing up to be a taxpayer or a homeowner and all that stuff, it's a you know a little bit different. But well, what one, rules one are people must, relying upon? One must correct the record. That's number one and foremost. You must do everything properly. I, what I'm trying to get at you in a legal process or a legal entity or a legal agent or government agent or whatever, they can't just make shit up. It's got to be a process. They have steps to follow. They can't make up law. They've got to prove why they're sending you a bill or all this stuff. They can't prove it. It's over. Well, most likely, that, well, I can't speak for everybody's case. They don't. They don't give you the original note. They don't give you what you sign to even prove it. Why? I don't know. They just don't. But that's good. Like if, I mean, so if, if someone makes a false report on you at the county sheriff's office, whatever, makes a report, cops don't just come out and start beating you up and arresting you. They do an investigation to determine if the report is credible. They have steps to follow. Same thing with another entity making the accusation. You own well, that, blah, blah, blah. There's statutes that they have to follow. They can't just say, you owe it, you're guilty, blah, blah, blah. Well, but if they I'll... basically presume you're guilty and start the process without evidence, we've got, we, they, they, you've got a criminal case on your hand. Well, that happened. I mean, to me, I mean, they said I owe property tax on one car I had a long time ago. And when I went to the office, and I'm, you know, and to pay what I thought I owed, and then I owed for more years, and I said, well, that car wasn't here. It was not even in the county. They said, well, you didn't notify us. So I said, well, it wasn't here. So they took that off the record. By just my words, I spoke. I didn't That's not the point. That's not the point. What taxable activity was it? Property tax. What taxable activity did you do on the on the property? Were you just living there? No, no, no. It was a car. A property like, tax on a car. And the taxable right. activity was what? Was to, that I agreed to pay property tax on this car whatever years by getting a register plate and signing up and paying my tax at the time. But that's, that's not, you're not getting it. What statute are they relying upon to show that the taxable activity was engaged in for them to even assess the tax? Because I called them a vehicle, and I was using it as a motor vehicle at the time. Well, we know That's that now. Reason. I don't want to go into that part, but I'm just saying in general. Yeah. Oh. Most, most of these taxes are assessed without proof that there was a taxable activity. 
That's true. But as I said, I didn't know it at the time. So this is what I told them. And if it's if it's in that particular like whatever city is in, well, it's in New York. Well, it's in you know whatever state is in. I agree to pay the property tax for it being in that state. And this is what I'm getting. That's what I think my next move in a, instead of playing a chess game, good, to deal with the tax people because I think that's what lies a lot of it. Like, who I told you I owe a tax. So I'm going to get into that. Anyway, that's a whole different story that I'm going to be dealing with soon. But the tax is a, a huge issue that no one told me I owe it, but, I mean, well, they did. They said I owe tax, you have to pay property tax, get your county sticker. I just assumed that's how it all goes, so I just did it. So, you say you need a license? Okay, I can only got a driver's license. You need register plates out of your car? Oh, yes, I went and did all that. But when you know better, you do better. So, that's what's up. I think that's my next move to deal with. I got to say I'm going to deal with the registration and all that, but I'm going to begin as a text off to trouble me. <laughs> well, I got myself into that. Because I want to ask them what law to say I have to pay property tax. Because I want to wish to follow the law, and I was talking to my friend, and now I can have something to show there you go. Asking what law was it where it won't work either. When you sue and ask them about what authority, where are they getting their, uh, you know, what are they basing upon? Those that if they can't show they it was justifiable and and they didn't have a procedure proper to justify a, a taxable activity to even assess a tax. I mean, there, it's it, uh, I guess it's it's over. You know, this it's over. That's that's it. Yeah. <laughs> then I ain't got to pay it no more. But see, I, I want to hear why. I want them to write it down for me. Then I go look for myself, right? And then if it's not applied to me, then I'm like, then I'll write them again and tell them what's up. Then you I can't settle. You can't settle with an attacker, a murderer. You just can't do it. You don't talk to them. You don't try to justify it. You don't get Munchausen or whatever that Stockholm Syndrome. You just don't do it. Well, they have you, you, attack, you attack them and you make them stop. I get the gist of what you're saying. And that is correct. So the first point I got to deal with it. And when I do, uh, I'm just getting I'm just getting so frustrated. The more I know, the more I get angry. It's like you don't reason with an abuser. You don't reason with a crime. You just don't do it. You don't say verify the reason. Know, proof of claim, uh, you just don't do it. I mean, God bless Carl, he's given a lot of good ideas in general, but when it comes to a lot of stuff we hear on these calls, you just can't do it. You've got to go at them. You've got to know what statutes they're using, if any. You've got to know their procedures and, and be willing to sh- uh, show it on the record, case law and all that good stuff. And be willing to go before a jury. And the last thing they want to do is have that in public, to go before a jury of homeowners and say, this is why we're taking houses, because we trumped up some tax deed or tax, you know. They just don't 
want that to go to a jury. If they can't prove why they did it or had justification for doing it, they're looking at criminal, RICO, all sorts of weird stuff, but they just don't want to go before a jury. Hmm. Well, I think I'll give the text sheet for a call. See what's up. I think that's a lot of trouble start as well. In order to correct it, all the records properly, I guess another place I must go. I'm not go there, but uh, get that properly removed or stop that foolishness. There you go. Yeah, the the owner of my company. If we don't follow certain procedures, if it's a policy that is not really we're supposed to do or whatever. If we're ever involved in a situation where we say this is how we always done, we've always done it, well, the record shows this is how we're supposed to do it. But we said, no, nah, this is how we've always always done it. Mm-hmm. Oh, but the boss doesn't want to hear that, and, and the higher ups in a lot of these places will will jump in and say, oh no 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 no, so make this go away, make this go away, uh, because the the jig is up, you know, <laughs> especially with people who take oaths or have duties to uh, defend the state con- or, or honor the state constitution and the federal constitution, the last thing they want to hear in court, well, this is how we do it. And, and when you say, well, well, what did you used to do that? Like, what statute were you following? Oh, no, it's just the way we do it. So it's your policy. Oh, man, they fly. And they don't want to hear that. Oh, it's your policy to commit crime and perjury and fraud, really? Oh, hell no. They're, they're not going to allow that. So they will mm-hmm. shut that thing down and probably settle immediately. I just want to be left alone. But a lot of the mortgage <laughs> stuff we hear about it is verifiable. Look, you signed this, you agreed to this, uh, you reneged on the deal. <laughs> I, I don't think there's. I mean, I don't know about my. I don't. I don't know if anybody can witness to it. I've never experienced it. But I would challenge Mike on his theory that you can make a payment to a, you know, a mortgage company that's less than what you agree to, and have that work to really hold up in court. They can voluntarily work with you, perhaps, if they don't want to do more paperwork. But I think they could still, def- you know. Uh, what do you call it, rush the account or accelerate the the debt or they can go into uh, crisis mode and just go ahead and uh, file for uh, foreclosure because you become a liability. Well, as for me, I don't know how all that works, so I choose not to get involved that way ever again. If I wish for some property, I'll just outright save my money and buy it and be done with it. And that's the bill. I already know how to build my own house, so. Richard Young has joined the call. Welcome. So it's a lot to think about. But you got to get this information for yourself. I just give my testimony what I do for my affairs, my business, what I do. You do with yours, that's up to you. 
Wow. What a call. It went well. Affidavits might actually have their place if it went. A uh, court judge, like, you know, you heard about people getting the judge to sign their order. Like, show, I mean, if you go in and somebody's something's going down and you got a show cause, you could maybe do an affidavit to say this is what I say. Now, the other party come forth to show cause of why they're doing this. Affidavit might be, you know, fair in that situation to get a judge to, uh, uh, look, he's got an affidavit, uh, stand in court, you know, hand on the Bible, all that good stuff. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, issue this order because the other party hasn't uh, done anything substantial, I guess. Show calls or just, you know, cease and desist, whatever. I don't, I don't really have a deal with oh. affidavits. I've signed a couple of them, but... Well, <laughs> I'm not familiar. I heard about them, sort of how they work, but that's not what I do. I mean, that's an illegal society. That's something they recognize, I guess. But here's what I recognize, what I wrote, my record. And I can only give you notice of it. If you don't wish to accept it, that's fine. Or you might do wish to accept it. Either way, it's fine. And then if you don't accept it, and we're going to have an issue, then I'll just do my claim. Deal with it that way. And they can't come over to my side at all. Well, I, no I don't know. Even, the, even There's some holes in that, too, because the government is there to secure rights and protect property. That's part of the corporate charter, United States Constitution. If people come in and don't recognize the legal way of doing a legal matter, that's kind of dis- dishonorable, I think, especially to American or United States of America, citizens of the United States of America, say, I don't recognize that, that way of doing it. It's like, well, but that's their way to protect secure rights to protect property. It's through the courts, through the judicial process. So to, do, to not do it their way after getting involved into something that they have jurisdiction over is kind of, yeah, I guess it kind of troubles the system. Well, and like you're, you're either a traitor, you're a defector, you're a pirate, or <laughs> you're not really worth protecting, you know? Well, of course, they are not their citizens in the first place. And depends on the case. I mean, the situation, but regarding me, if it was me in whatever situation that may be, um, I would know how to take care of myself, but I would do, you know, and they will recognize. Trust me on that one. Now, they might pretend and say they don't, I don't want to, or whatever. I don't care. You come at me, I'm going to put up a fight. I'm going to fight for myself. That's just how it well, is. Well, imagine you got two children, you know, two little ones, two properties, two children, and you have a duty as a guardian to protect both of them, secure and protect both their rights. One of them comes and says, the other one hurt me. Here's my claim. And you ask the other one, okay, uh, what's up? You say, I don't recognize your way. Screw you. You're going to get your ass whipped. The the one that the one that said, "Hey, I, I recognize you, Daddy," and uh, I've been harmed. You know, like really, 
This other one's being dishonorable. They don't recognize our system. Huh. I'm going to rule in your favor. Well, I do that from time anyways. But you can come with the other kid, as you said. Well, I'm the one who's running the show in the first place. They don't tell me what Well, yeah, the two children, they could settle it so it doesn't have to go to daddy. And who's the daddy? But if you invoke my authority or seek my protection, we can have, uh, you know, just one party showing up. That happened to me once. I was really small. I don't even know how old I was. I was four or five. <laughs> and I told my mom, I'm going to leave. I don't like the rules. Well, there was something. I was angry. I said, I'm just going to leave. She said, oh, you want to leave? I said, yes, I'm going to leave. He said, okay, no problem. You can go. He said, but look, take off my shoes, take off my clothes, because I bought that. And you can go. <laughs> then I said, oh, no, I didn't want to go then. I had to get up all myself. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> so that happened before. <laughs> but um, getting to the point, you know, I can only give them notice who I am. And what's going on, you know, and they have to prove Basically, they have to prove what I've done wrong. You can't prove it. No case. That's all. That's no case. And I'm not going to prove I didn't do it or I did do it. That's not what I'm here for in the first place. So that's what's up. Welcome to the show, Grumpy Cat. <laughs> I mean, these names is getting, uh, shall we say, different? X is hung up. Okay. Base one. On the K. There you go. All right, Mike, you're still here in Illinois. Are you still here? Cheyenne is on the call. Jeremy is on the call. Jeremy going to be muted for a while. Can't speak right now, so he says. Cheyenne, you back? How you doing? Yeah, I end up having two calls I had to take. Oh, okay. I hope everything is okay. Yes. All right. So I missed... Um, Mike talking about um, Gus's situation. Um, I'm sure you had this recorded, so I'll just go back and listen. And I guess that's a lot. I have no clue what else I uh, missed. Well, Illinois, he got in spoke quite a bit. Go back and listen to that. Was it good? What he's going through, probably not. Similar to what you're going through, maybe. A bit. But I ain't going to mention it. And when you hear him speak, then you might see what I'm talking about. Oh, you gave me a text message and said Mrs. B was going to be on. Oh, no. 
Is she alright? She has Well, she, you probably, okay, you had left the call, so she yeah. has arrived. She did appear. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> The other one, not so much yet, but soon enough. All righty then. But all is good. All is good. Let me know how you that cake turned out. You said you're going to put some poppy seeds in a German chocolate cake. So let me know how that turned out for you. I'm not sure what I'm going to do. With, I, I never bought uh, poppy seeds in a can. This is first time for me. Um, I'm not sure what I'm going to do with that. I end up looking at different recipes prior before I bought this can. Um, and it, they most of them called for uh, poppy seeds. And I was shocked. I didn't even know they did poppy seeds in the can. Uh, I looked at, uh, in the back. It looked all good. So I ended yeah. up I end up getting it. I did not open it up, so I guess it's just filled with poppy seeds, and I don't know. So this is this experiment. I'm going to experiment with this one. Mm, we put it on bread, like sesame seeds, poppy seeds, all different. <laughs> I don't bread. know. We'll find out. Yeah, I'm going to put some. I make my own bread, so I'll put some in bread. I got blueberries to um, make his jam, so I'll throw some in that. But I want to make sure I make enough dishes that I can throw this poppy seed in so I don't waste, because I, I don't like the waste. That irks me. I don't like the waste. Oh, How you make jam, because I never did. But if I do waste, it all goes to to the uh, wild animals, birds, squirrels, <laughs> and they're loving my backyard. I told you that before, how to do that. Uh-huh. So, mm-hmm. So you, apparently you didn't <laughs> pay attention. Like, I never did it, though. Yeah, no. apparently you didn't pay attention. No. Well, Correct. I did, but I forgot it, you know, because it's been mm-hmm. so long. So. Mm-hmm. So you think I'm going to tell you again? Oh, yeah. One day. I hope so. Oh, yeah, one day. <laughs> I hope is so. There, well, actually, there I could go look it up. That's not really... Um, I could go look that up. Yeah, go look it up and, and get rid of half the ingredients. So, yeah, really? 99% of the, the ingredients. Well, they should. Aquila. All you got to do, Aquila, put the blueberries, whatever you're doing, strawberries, whatever it is, put it in a pan, low heat, and keep stirring it. And it takes takes a while, maybe two hours. Woo! Keep stirring it and and keep it very low heat and keep popping the blueberries. Strawberries. You can, like, again, you can make so many different kinds of jam. But keep popping it. Take your spoon and keep popping it and stir it. And about one hour, depends on the batch, 
that you use, you'll probably end up, I would say you you would end up doing it within 45 minutes. It turns into like a jam. Take it away from the heat, let it cool down, put it in your container, and then you, there you got you got jam. You didn't say sugar. I don't touch sugar. Nope. Oh, it's sweet enough. If you want to add sugar, taste it. If you want to add it, then add it. Sometimes I will add cinnamon. I don't touch sugar in my cooking. If I have to touch sugar, my God, they call for a cup. I'll put maybe a tablespoon. Uh, No, I, I stay away from sugar. It's good for you. It's too much of it. No, no that's, that's a lot of it. But that jam is so good. But it's only good um, oh, cool. Um, like three, three days because you don't have all of it, what they have. Preserve sugar right. would be one. Sugar help it preserve a little bit longer, I would think. And I would put you a little lime juice in it. You can do that whatever. No, I I think it's no, just awesome by it, itself. So I never made it, so I'm not sure if that it tastes good. But I'm just from the I don't use the other things. It's rare that I use lemon juice. If I'm if I'm going to use lemon, I will do a fresh lemon. Fresh lime. I like lime better. You can do that as well. Whatever. I will make a couple of drops. That I love to make. There you go. Sea lime. Whatever works. I use real lime. That's all I use is fresh. I started growing my own lime trees. How they work out? You I'm sorry, lemon. Warm. Lemon, lemon, you got to keep it warm, don't you? Yeah. Okay. It was by the window. It's raining again. <laughs> it's raining mostly every day. It's taken me a while to do this deck. But once I get the foundation done, I can work in the rain. No big deal. Mm-hmm. It's not raining too hard. What was that? Put a raincoat on. That's what I'm I saying. You're crying. You cry well, just... all the time. Nah, I got, I got too much mud on my shoes. You cry all the time. That's all you ever do. Cry, cry, uh, cry. You know they wrote a song about that. <laughs> Why don't you sing it? Not in this life. Here, <laughs> yeah, sing it. Nope. Sing it. It. I did it. It. There you go. Sing it. I did it. Sing it. <laughs> All right, I didn't want to interrupt anyone. 
I think you and Kay were talking. Kay has left the building. So who else is on the call? Grumpy Cat, Richard Yell, 1981, guest 7, U.I., Illinois, and South Central Ontario. Ontario or Ontario, whatever. <laughs> Mike, hey, Mike. Hello, Mike. Mike, Mike. He might have his loop button on again. Yeah, I got him last time. See if we can get him this time. I'm fishing. I'm fishing for a mic. Which mic? Yeah, Mike. Mike Miller. Right. Okay. Who's Grumpy Cat? Oh, that's been on quite some time. Did they need typing that new text? Uh, oh, they type some things in chat. I had to look like stop. Someone just text that to me and Skype me. Skype you what? Who is Grumpy Cat? Oh, I don't know who's Grumpy Cat. That's just it. I don't know. It ain't I. Number one, I ain't Grumpy and I ain't the cat. <laughs> so you got some names that we say interesting come on the show? Oh, say it. When you do a call. Um, Friday. I've been... I've been doing a lot of calls, but they're private. That's fine, but I'm saying we could do one Friday. I could call Sonia, but I don't know if she's going to come on and talk right now. Yes, and you know what she said, that she don't have internet, so. But can't you get on the internet and they have an internet phone that you can call with? She has that. No, I'm asking you, that is true, because someone else wanted to get on the call, and I told them that somehow there is a phone, I believe, you can actually call it, you know, to download it. Mm-hmm. They wanted to get on the call. You sure it's not ringing over this thing? No, I'm sorry, what? Raining. Help for you. Yes, like really raining. Poor. We did that last evening in the evening time through the night. And then in the morning, there's no more rain. Well, today there wasn't any very light, light showers and it completely stopped. So I was able to do the framing of the deck, put the trusses in, get that, most of that done. Okay, it's, it's really, really muddy back there. Well, put some boots on. I don't wear boots, not now. I wear shoes. 
Yeah, they're calling for some rain. Um, I put all my herbs under our table. The ones that uh, don't have holes in the bottom, which I I so wanted to do that the other month. Because I don't want them to get dry rotted. Or actually, it's just not dry rotted, it's wet rot. Yep. But yeah, a lot of rain, which right now is a good time to plant. So I actually started a different bed and just planted seeds. But wouldn't it be too much rain? Well, at least Pardon? here. It's too much rain, I think, right now. It will flood everything. Right, it's flooding it. Right. I wouldn't just the plants out yet. Well, it depends on how you... My potato plants are growing gorgeous. I mean, they're growing. A lot of rain. Right. Depends on how you plan them. Well, I think sitting the plants out now, even tomato plants and all that, would be a bit too much. Oh, I disagree. I got tomato plants. I got green peppers and strawberries, peas. I got um, chocolate tea, mint tea, lemon tea. Oh, God, what else do I got? And then I got herbs. Oh, rosemary. Uh, basil. What do you use rosemary for? Rosemary tastes like pie. <laughs> oh, I don't like uh, it. Oh, I love it. Mm-hmm. I'll I'm pass telling you, on that one. I'm telling you, any, any fresh herbs you put on anything, anything you cook, it's a night and day difference. It tastes so good with the fresh herbs. Okay. That's interesting. So are you going to do any traveling this year, Cheyenne? Do you know? Okay. I think I am. Good. Anyone else on the call? Illinois Cheyenne Nicola Gas Seven. Illinois, hello. They're muted out. I don't think I'm muted Okay. Illinois. Hello. Hi. Hi. What's going on? You're talking about cooking. 
Yeah, we can talk about anything that you like. Well, I'm just listening. Well, how about joining into the conversation? Okay, well, what do you want to talk about? Let's talk about law. Okay. <laughs> what do you know about law? Well, there's legalese and there's common law. There's uh, maritime, there's admiralty, there's contract law. Let me ask you a question. What led you to this call tonight? I listen all the time. I've been listening to talk shoe calls for a long time. Okay. So you decided to go on Aquilo's cooking show call. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. If you want to call it that, cook, cooking up some common law. There, there we go. go. There you go. So, are you in court right now? No, no. I just, uh, I have an interest in this. I, I like the subject matter. Subject matter, and what would that be? Well, I like, I kind of like the idea of finding a way to to be left uh, alone from the system. You know, we all want that yeah. in some form. Get off the grid, right? Well, not off the grid. I mean, but be able to handle it when it when it presents itself to you. You know through all the formats, whether it be a traffic ticket, whether it be a foreclosure, whether it be any form of, um, you know, a police action, uh, a court action. Yeah, if we can all handle ourselves and conduct ourselves in a manner where we can succeed within their system, we're far better off. Correct. So that's why I listen to this this subject matter. I it, it interests me, among other things. So have you listened to other calls? Yeah, I've been listening a long time. I listen to Carol. I listen to Gus's calls and uh, Vital and. I know all the all the players in the in the talk show calls. I, I listen to them all. I was telling Aquila, Aquila about listened. a guy named uh, Batman Fifty Seven and and uh, uh, who's a Mark Fishman and well, obviously we all know Angela. And, about um, ball talk calls. I'm sorry, I, I didn't hear that. Blog talk calls. Yeah, I listen to uh, not recently, but I have listened to blog talk before. Um, what was the guy's name? Dave Mack, I think. 
where they just talk about... Um, He's the UCC guy. Go on. Yeah, yeah. Who else? There's another guy, too. Uh, some guy out of uh, Dallas. What's his, what's his name? David. Who else? There's a guy out of Florida, out of Florida that comes on at one of those shows too. They, it's kind of like when bill collectors are coming after you, and they, they, that's yeah, the that's form. Dallas Dave, yes. Yeah, yeah, I've listened to that. I haven't listened uh, in a while. Else? It's probably who been a, a year or so I listened to them. Okay, who else? Uh, I don't know. I, I was telling Aquila. I, I, Started listening to uh, Angela back when uh, John Stewart was on the show. You remember him? Okay, yes, he's in jail, killing yeah. someone. Who else? Yeah, that's what I told her. Yeah, well, I started listening to talk show about one year before he was put in jail. So how long has he been in jail? Four years now, I guess, five. Something like that. When is he getting out? Yeah. Oh, I think Keith. When when is he getting out? Well, I don't know. He might be in a long time for murder. Yeah. No, Aquila said something. Oh, when he appeared with self defense, I don't think they give you twenty five to life or thirty. I think they give you five or six. I don't think they got him for self. No, I don't think they got him for that. They got him for murder. That's what his claim was. It was self-defense. Aquila, catch up, can you? I swear to God. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I don't uh, Illinois, that, I... <laughs> Illinois, what is your name? Lenny. Louie? L-E-N-N-Y. Who? Lenny. Oh, Lenny. 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 Uh, you gotta, you gotta really watch Aquila. Why? What have I done, though? You really have to watch her. Why? I'm not talking to you, am I? <laughs> but why are you talking about me? And I'm right here. Why you not about well, me? Well, I don't what do it behind your back now, do I? What have I done wrong? Do I do it behind your back? I don't know. I I can't recall. Now, I do it in front of you or with you. Anyhow, back to the gentleman that we were speaking about. I think he got life. Oh, was John. Yeah, I think so, too, so... Yeah. That's what got me on the Quilla. That's what it was. But yeah, I think I think it was what, twenty five years to life? Oh gee, I forget. Well he was he was one of these guys that that kind of said he, he, he studied law his entire life just about well, ever since high school, he used to say. He was interested in the subject matter. And he's kind of specialized in uh, foreclosures lately. Oh, quiet title. 
Quiet title, he, right. Yes, show he me was the, in the quiet title. His his show was called Show Me the Loan. Right. Which is bullshit. Right. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Show me the money. <laughs> Let me be quiet to start in my ass talk asking me questions so it's good she asking you. <laughs> Well, what's going on? Keep it moving. Hey, Quilla, I gave you a nice review. Did you read the reviews? On my show or on my YouTube? Yeah, on your show, on your talk show. Oh, show. this show? Yeah, sometimes, yes. Yeah, I've, I I flowered it up a little bit for you. Well, I don't know what it says yet. I'll say thank you in advance. Okay. I don't read them always because uh, I'm quite busy, but I have read it. I think Rock McKay and Lofan was the ones that actually put something up there. Yeah. But I have a, a quite a bit of followers. Which I don't know how that happened, but okay. I'm grateful. So, uh, Diane, when are you going to travel with me down to you-know-who? Diane? Okay. What is your YouTube? YouTube? Yes. How did I give it to you a long time ago? And I did those shows. I only did about four. Well, give it to me again. Aquila and Dixon T. Aquila? Dixon, D-R-X-O-N, and then T. Just the letter T. Yeah, I never, I know. Well, put on Skype for me. What, uh, YouTube? Yes. Just put my name in it. That's all you have to do. A color, then fix it. Oh, my God. Put on Skype. Okay. Your finger's lazy. I'll Skype it to you. Thank you. I mean, I don't have to watch my shows. I mean, I don't just have it right ahead. I mean, I I just don't. See how she is, Lenny? She's always (laughs) giving everyone a hard time. (laughs) I told you my name. How is that a hard time? Just go look it up. Can you, you just type it? Up. it? Did you see those, uh, Lenny, the YouTube? Okay, Lenny. I Don't yes. worry about Aquila. I'm talking to Lenny. You just do your fingers and type that up. <laughs> you see? So, Lenny, do you know, do you like cooking? Who? Do I like cooking? Mm-hmm. No, I, I, I'm not much of a cook. Okay. <laughs> I'm a big eater, but not a good cook. Do you have a garden? 
Um, I got no, not really a garden. A uh, couple uh, peach trees, um, strawberry plants, uh, blueberry, blackberry, some tomatoes. If you want to call them, all the all the fruit kind of takes care of itself. I planted that about three years ago. I haven't done any garden for quite some time. Aquila, we're not talking to you. Who's me? Lenny. Me and Lenny. Out of out of the two uh, peach trees, uh, I've had more peaches than I can eat. Okay. I wish I learned how to can. I, that's what I need to do. Oh, Cheyenne so know how to can, so she say. But they're probably the, the best peaches I ever had. I mean, really, uh, they beat store-bought peaches right off the trees. <laughs> oh, right off the trees? Exactly. I was raised with that stuff. But can is Aquila, mute out. Seriously. Um, Canon is very easy to you to to do, and taking it from your tree—that's the best part. Even even if the pears drop before the bees get to them, you can still do something with that. Make a pear salad. Uh, you can actually grill the pears with like chicken, pork pork chops. I mean, there's many things that you can do with pears instead of wasting them. But if you have animals or a farm nearby, grab them and take them to the farm because their animals can eat it as long as it is not with GMO. No, this is the GMO. Our GMO is really killing a lot of stuff. And now, actually, they're trying to mask it and putting out a different product saying it's not GMO. Well, you know, there's there's something interesting, too, because, uh, like, uh, companies like Monsanto, Mm -hmm. they've they've sued a lot of small farmers because... And they're they're suing back right now. It's huge right now. The farmers are suing back, and they're winning. the, The way Monsanto wins is they just... They lawyer up against the farmers, and and you just you can't sustain the the, the amount of money that it costs for the lawyers. No. no. So that's they, the, no. the subject of uh, common law. If a farmer knew how to uh, uh, present himself in common law, uh, yeah, then he can possibly sustain. People, the farmers are are winning right now. 
and now Monsanto, however you pronounce it, they're going to end up relabeling their bullshit, their chemicals. And that's in the watch right now. Well, see, companies like uh, Monsanto will um, persuade a particular farmer to use their product, their seeds. Um, uh, well, I, yeah, they did that years ago, and it's not working anymore. Yeah, farmers are saying no. Yeah, they'll give them. Well, they'll give them an incentive, and then when their seeds blow off into the adjacent farm where the farmer. Mm-hmm. The adjacent farmer right. didn't want to buy their product. Then they they, right. they sue them because uh, the Monsanto seed is on the the farmer's land that that didn't buy it. Correct. That was years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of uh, similar scenarios in the farming uh, industry. You know, it, it isn't just Monsanto. It's just agencies it's it's state agencies like um uh farm like dairy farmers that 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 want to sell raw milk you know and um some states they allow it some states don't but the in the states that don't i mean if if you want to if you want to contract with your fellow man you should be able to you know even even though the state agency doesn't allow it so um there's been a lot of instances where the state will come in on a particular dairy farmer that's looking to sell their raw milk or their uh, unpasteurized product, and people are buying it, and the state will come in and just just, just kind of uh, dump it all out on the ground or in farm and uh, find the farmer or make them go to court, uh, do a lot of things. I was telling Quill earlier um, about a, a farm near her, uh, well, in the state that she's in, Virginia. It's called Polyface Farm, but I think uh, that farmer had an issue, a legal issue one time, and somehow uh, Carl and he got together and, I don't know, just Carl mentioned it on one of his calls years ago, and it didn't really, it didn't really pan out. I, I don't know if... Uh, the guy that used Carl's method, or or they couldn't agree on some terms, or whatever. I don't know. But yeah, this guy was fighting one of the agencies, the state agencies, regarding an issue with his, either his animals or his his land. But that's ongoing. I think there's a, what's the guy's name? Uh, Weston Price. You ever hear him? No. Yeah, he's he, he he's got a um, he's he he's been fighting the agencies for years. He's he's got a foundation actually where uh, it's kind of uh, an umbrella for a lot of these small farmers and that are you know, trying to make a living and, and they end up fighting the agencies. And Weston A. Price, I think, is the foundation, but. That man started with his with a similar issue. He had a it's 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 ongoing really always. Um, the small the small farmer or whatever or 
somebody who doesn't want to comply with the system or they're, 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 they're trying to tell you how, you how to run your business or sell your product or whatever. Yeah, but he's selling to the public, which is the citizens of the United States. Well, it depends. It depends on how you define it. Are you selling to the public or are you contracting with your fellow man? Well, I don't know what his wording, what he's saying, and I don't know. But if you just publicly just thought it, then, and, you know, unless you display what ingredients you have or don't have, how you did it, it's like I would want to know whether I'm contracting with my fellow man or not. If I will buy some uh, milk from you, I want to know is it clean, did you wash your cows? Or you milk them. It's like a lot of stuff I might wish to know. If you don't, then I might choose not to buy it. Well, ironically, yeah. there's not a there's not really a level playing field across the country because some states, um, you can you can buy raw milk right off the right off the shelf in a in a grocery store like California, I believe. Um, they okay. There's many states that do, and some. Some that don't completely, and some you have to go through a program that's called uh, uh, like the herd shares or cow shares. It's like if if you wanted to buy raw milk from a farmer, and uh, they they kind of you you gotta you gotta buy a share of the cow, like like you're the owner, and you're consuming your 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 pet's product or whatever, as opposed to being a customer. Okay. That's so interesting. You can buy raw milk in many states, but it's hush-hush. You can actually get a farm and milk the cow or the goat. Move on. Give a moment. (laughs) Well, I guess but like I said, I don't know much about that. And I believe Carl do, and you can teach me. So, okay, how right. is the, how is your boyfriend, uh, Carl? <laughs> Last time I spoke with Carl, he was doing well. Just busy. Um, when was that? When was the last time? It was a while now. I've been busy myself, so I haven't physically spoke to him, shall we say. You're muffled. I said I haven't physically spoke to him, but I communicate with him all the time. Oh, so you do communicate with him? Let me say not all the time. I mean, not every day. But often enough. So actually, is he your boyfriend? No, he's a man's friend. Not a boy. He's a man's friend? <laughs> sure. <laughs> a man's friend. He's not a boyfriend. That's what I'm saying. I'm going to move he's you out, of so it's nice talking to you. Okay, uh, <laughs> Lenny, take care. Take 
Uh-oh, money might show up on the call. Um, <laughs> call us a man. He's not a boy. That's what I'm saying. Money Mike, are you here? You riding your bike home? Not yet. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry, right. I didn't even go. <laughs> Hello! <laughs> you missed Mike. Mike was on earlier speaking. He'll be right back, Quilla. All right. Yeah, the wheels are on. He'll be right back. Take your time, take your time, don't, you know, be safe. That's the most important. I get that on the playback. That's some good stuff you got right there. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> time <Tyrone>, on. <wanna> be. <laughs> Diane, are you still here? Yes, I am. Okay. Any more questions? Oh, never mind. Don't question me. <laughs> There's others on the call. Let's see who's on the call. Oh, yeah, of course you heard Monday night. So. What time is it anyway? Wait a minute. Oh, it's just 12. 15 after 12. So what are you cooking this week, Cheyenne? The week is almost over. I imagine you have all your dinners cooked. No, I don't. Tomorrow night's going to be, um, I guess, pork chops. Like I'm trying to clean out my freezer. So it's going to be pork chops tomorrow. And I'm going to make um, macaroni salad and that cake I already told you about. And then I might make potato soup. Actually, maybe I will make the potato soup tomorrow because we're getting thunderstorms. Okay, that's pretty hard. And what are you going to serve a soup with? Or just a salad. Soup and a salad. Sounds mm-hmm. good. I'm trying to plan a meal around grilled cheese. But not just, well, I'll make a different types of grilled cheese. Like Monterey Jack cheese, uh, American cheese. Um, Swiss cheese. Just make up a bunch of grilled cheese salads with different cheeses. Cheddar cheese, you know, like that. And make a nice soup. And I don't always want to just make tomato soup, but other soups. I made a cream broccoli soup. I'm not a cheese 
I like my cheese, but I watch how much I put in to my soup. But I made an awesome um, broccoli soup with cheese. That was last week, and it, that was awesome. Fresh broccoli, everything's fresh. I put carrots, potatoes, broccoli. Oh, that was so good. Yeah, just make different types of soup and have the sandwiches. Very nice. Well, I'm kicking on, um, I haven't had chili in a while. So I might make chili. No, I'm up in arms. I just pulled out some pork chops from the freezer. Because, again, I'm trying to clean out the freezer. Um, But, yeah, chili is... Actually, I want to start sprouting my beans. Do you know how to sprout? Yes. Your beans? Well, I never done it, but I've seen people do it. And then when they start sprouting up, they they mm-hmm. cut that and they use it just to sprout. They don't let it fully grow. No, you put everything in. I like to make a nice meal. Well, you know who. Just got to plan it out. Anyhow, on the sprouts, you put the beans and, and the sprouted beans into the soup. Or whatever you're making. Bean sprout soup? No, I never heard of that one. Well, I guess it's all right. I just never done that before. So when you go and uh, see, you know who? When I'm not busy, probably, and that's what they God sees and they're available to be seen. And and when is that? How would I know? First of all, I got to be not busy, which I am. Oh, please. I am. I'm doing a set right now. I got other work I got to finish up. Then I got to take another trip to New York soon, so. Sounds like you're already repeating yourself. Well, these are things I do. Well, with Beckett, we've been having a lot of rain. So I work You what? There's been a lot of rain, and I've been working on this deck quite the faces. Yeah, I know. It sounds like you've been talking about past stuff that you've already done. I'm going to do it all over again. Go see you know who. Go to New York. Come back. Probably go see my You're, sister. You know tonight. what? It just sounds like you are just nothing but a damn chicken. <laughs> what are you talking about? I did you. go when I said I was going to go. I did go. So you can't say that. You're just I, a chicken. I was there. So I don't know what you're talking about. I did go. That's the truth. You didn't show up. 
Why would I? You can see we got some issues. We can talk about it. Then uh, just go visit him. Nothing wrong with that. Well, I'm not an hour away like you are. I'm like two I'm hours six, away. Seven hours away. Okay, we have cut two off. Well, actually, not really. You just uh, 30 minutes, not even. Just take a plane. Mm-hmm. Oh, fun. God. Then you'll be two hours away. Also, this car, we do have a, a airport down there. I never checked that out. I got to check that out to see. But then we wasted my time to go on the plane. I wouldn't do that. Waste the money and time. Correct. <clears throat> as far as dinner, I'm not sure. I'm just going to weigh it this week. I don't know if I'm... Well, I pulled out pork, chip, pork chops. I'll well, I might be making dinner. I might be making dinner for you know who. I don't <laughs> want to hear it. <laughs> you just like to listen to yourself. <laughs> it all has to be planned, though. Well, well. And everybody's not invited. To your dinner? Yep. I dinner. don't want to be invited. I'm not inviting nobody. Good. But who I wish to be there. That's it. Good. Good. One day. <laughs> oh, Janine wasn't on the call. She's probably busy. She came on Monday. Not for long. Well, at some point, everybody gets busy, I guess. Well, right now, everything is it's summertime. Yeah. Spring, summer. I wish I had a garden. I'm not right now. Hard work. Oh, yeah. Garden, I think I'll do pretty good. Because I know put quite a bit about it. The rest, I'm not so sure. Where did you buy those uh, mason jars from, Diane? You can get them from Walmart. Oh, Walmart sell them? Okay. I didn't know that. Okay. It's so simple to can. I just never. I mean, it, it, it takes hours. Hours. Oh. 
But, so I mean, you can, you can walk away and let it stew. But when it comes down to Cayman, you have to be there. Do you think so it's like there? maybe 20 minutes. I mean, you can walk away once the whistle blows. Let's well, say if I did some green beans and I want to uh, hand those. I season them a bit. Is that true? What? Yeah, you can can you can can anything. You can meat. Meat. You can can anything. Oh yeah, I said do that. You have some meat, beef. Yeah, you're muffled. But I said yes. I I guess you can because they do have beef in the can. But I, I doubt I would want to uh, can meat because you can always freeze that. You can throw so much oh, with vegetables. You can blanch it. Yep, and freeze it. That's easy. And then freeze it. Yeah, but what if your freezer went out? I can. That's the point. But I canned uh, turkey. With the juice, yes, I canned a lot of meat. Okay. You can can anything. Cake, can cake, I don't think. A what? Cake or pie. But the pie filling, yes. Oh, I can't. No. I can fruit and vegetables. Or right. And it's so good. Oh, my God. So good in the wintertime. All right. I might be doing some cookies, so. The color. Yeah. I did, um, I'm going to, like, have the call tomorrow, but what I did was, um, I, uh, I scheduled it, so it should start around, uh, like, just in case, uh, just in case Angela's called, you know, goes on till the, you know, about 12 Eastern. It, it usually has been lately. But uh, it's scheduled to go on at uh, 12 Eastern no matter what. So if anybody is, you know, if I, if I just don't happen to be there, it should be okay for people to get on there and start chatting away without me there. Well, Cheyenne will let me repeat that, so she might do well. So I'm going to nominate Cheyenne to uh, run the show. <laughs> I don't think so. I thought about it. <laughs> Actually, 12 o'clock. Actually, yeah, it's 1230. Go ahead, Ashley. It's way past my bedtime. Okay. Oh, yeah? Say hello to Ashley for me. I will, I promise. Ashley, a cool says hello. 
She says, she says whatever. <laughs> That's all <awesome>. good. <laughs> she doesn't know me. She's got her little uh, panic attack. Panic attack. Yeah, you, Mike. But Mike. Yeah, yeah. Tell her I said hi. Cheyenne says hi. Whatever. <laughs> I, no, I don't. I don't. I don't. No, there's no feedback. Yeah, she's, yeah. Don't worry. She's, she, that's how she is. She's just. Yeah, don't worry. No. Why is your wall on the floor? I gotta get going. She's got problems. Hey, you're going. I'll okay, see you guys tomorrow, probably. All right, take care. Have a good evening. That's that. All right, guys. Um, it's been fun. Um, the show went on for... What's oh, actually, you didn't go on that long. Because I started pretty late. Diane has left the show and I'm say good evening, guest seven and I guess you it was noise Lenny. I guess you know. Anyway. Good evening. I'm gonna um I'm gonna call soon enough. If you guys wanna stay on the speak, that'll be fine. Um, I'll keep the show running for quite some time. If others do drop in, then we say. <laughs>